Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Good morning, it's 10 (laughs) o'clock. Amen. I think I start every single morning like that. So um, it's amazing. How are you this morning? It's a beautiful day in Sydney. I don't know if you can see out there. I don't know if you do that, but it's actually a beautiful day outside. And uh, the sun is shining. It's still, it's calm, it's beautiful. And like we've been saying the last few weeks, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And um, it's nice to see so many of you already popping in. Okay, I can see Jackie Brown from um, San Francisco praying for you guys there. I don't know what it's like. Is it getting warm? in San Francisco. Amen. Tracy Barrow, Chris Drury, beautiful. Down here, Judith Chris, come on. Stop the clock. I love you. Missing you in Phoenix. And of course, our own girls. So I'm just taking a few moments while you actually all come on board. Oh no, I've got that um, keyboard again. How do you get rid of that? Hmm. Oh, shivers. Praise God. How do I get rid of it, guys? Tell me how to get rid of it. Ah, just swipe it downwards. 10 weeks and we're still having troubles. Amen. I um, was just taking a moment before we started, you know, those sort of two or three minutes before you begin. And um, I was just praying for you guys, actually just praying that um, whatever's going on in your world, whatever it's taken for you to get to actually this space where we can just actually do our sisterhood this morning, that um, that uh, you'll be good. Amen. So take a deep breath. All right. If you've been racing around, take a deep breath. Lots of you here in Australia, kids have all gone back to school, many have gone back to school. Don't know what it looks like around the rest of the world, it's just this changing face of reality, but um, it's so good to see you, all right? There's a good 700 of you here already. And um, again, welcome if you've never joined with me before, fantastic. This is our Thursday morning, Thursdays girls and boys, because I know there's a few guys who like to actually pop in. Steve Harmon from um, California always pops in. It's always encouraging. And um, yeah, so it's our sisterhood. It's all our different locations around Australia, up into Indonesia. Obviously, this is a beautiful format for us to actually talk and connect with um, our girls around the world, our Hillsong girls around the world. And um, friends, friends are always welcome and newbies are always welcome, amen. So if you agree with that, somebody just... um, Give everyone a little shout out, hello. Nice to see you, Anita. Fantastic, all my favorite friends here. Beautiful. Amen, I love that. Shall we pray? Always let's pray, shall we? Let me grab my Bible. Father God, I just thank you for the girls this morning. I just thank you, Father God, that we get to do this. And yet again, we're here in this format, in this context. Father, I pray that everything you've got planned for today, the conversation, Father God, the just sense of camaraderie, and um, engagement will be a blessing, Father God. And so I just commit um, it to you and I ask you to have your divine way in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. Tell me if you guys, any of you guys do these live things. It's actually quite interesting sitting here talking to yourself. But apart from that, um, it's good. So like, okay, listen to me. We're going to have a great morning this morning. And um, uh, you know what? If it was a normal week, a normal week. Everyone, everyone say a normal week. I mean, what is that? It's nearly June. Is it nearly June? Yeah, it's nearly June. Okay, if this was a normal week... Um, it would be a college break for Hillsong College girls, so some of them might be on break, but um, I'm kind of hoping that they'll still stay connected, amen. Um, if it was a normal week, we would actually be at staff retreat right now <laughs> for all about, well, there's a thousand or more of them. Um, in Australia, we'd be up in the Hunter Valley having our annual staff retreat, which is always a treat staff retreat that is a treat yeah there you go and um so that's all a bit sad for the team and that but you know what we'll live to do it again and then also this weekend it would be kingdom builders our kingdom builders retreat also because we're in that magnificent season of heart for the house and so you know such is life nice to see you donna crouch amen beautiful we would be up in the hunter valley having great meetings great connection friendship fellowship afternoons off where you can all go and actually have you know beautiful meals in that hunter valley so we'll all have to make a um a commitment to go up and support the industry up there hey in jesus name but um this morning when i or for this week when we posted about sisterhood i am um, i pulled out these little gingham cups all right so people are asking me seriously Am I being sent cups? And the truth is, no, I've had these ones, all right? They're cute, great soup cups. But um, on the um, Instagram thing, I put, um, you know, red gingham cups and sisterhood for days. Sisterhood for days, because actually that is true. When it comes to this local sisterhood, when it comes to our global sisterhood, there is no end of fabulous women in our lives, fabulous women that we are getting to do life alongside of. And, you know, in the sisterhood book, do you all remember that? I've got it here, the sisterhood book, right? Um, I actually refer to friendship in a chapter and I call it colorful threads. If you recall, I've referenced this with you many, many times before, girls. Colourful threads. And, um, and that's actually how I see the sisterhood. In fact, I'm just going to read one tiny little paragraph in the front of this, if I may, just to remind you. But it really is actually who we are. Talking about um, the wonder years of colour. We're rich in friendship. It says, old friends and new friends alike were being etched into a storybook of friendship that in essence is the true spirit of sisterhood. As Aeneas Nin profoundly declares, each friendship represented a world, and for us it felt like an ocean of worlds were colliding. These foundational years also felt like tapestry emotion. Tapestry has been described as a heavily woven cloth of rich and very coloured designs. Listen to this, a combination of scenes, a sequence of events, and a tapestry of culture. And I actually think that is what we get to enjoy, amen, every week. And in the life of our church, we have this rich tapestry, all these beautiful lives colliding and then doing life together. And it creates a richness. And so, you know what? One of those colorful um, threads, one of those, <laughs> one of, there we go, you got a snort. One of those colorful threads in our lives is a beautiful girl by the name of Mel Wade. And so what we're going to do, I, in one moment, am going to dial her up. And we're going to have a little conversation with Mal alone. Just one conversation today. But um, did you have any highlights this week? Can I just tell you about one highlight for me? All right. So last night, Brian and I actually went out for dinner. First time 
that we've been out for dinner for three months. And I know that some of you are like, I've never been out for dinner, but <laughs> we went out for dinner and it was lovely. We just went down the road, little Italian restaurant opened up and um, they had like eight people in there. So we hadn't been out for dinner together for three months actually, because he was away prior to color and then we came back and it was all locked down. And um, yeah, it was good. And here's the deal. I think this is what everybody is saying. Hallelujah, everyone wipe your lips here. Um, it's just like newfound appreciation for everything. Like Brian's sitting there and he's like, he's appreciating just literally everything. And so um, I hope that's one good thing that's gonna come out of this COVID season, amen? Amid the madness that there's gonna be a newfound appreciation for all the little things in life that we um, so often took for granted, amen? All right, I need to dial up beautiful Mel Wade. All right, so let me just do this. Amen. Don't be afraid of the delay. Okay, there she is. Fantastic. It's me! It's you! <laughs> It's you, it's you, it's you. There you go. You've got your camera angle now happening. Yep, yep. How are you, baby girl? I'm really well. I'm really well. This is so great. I, it's so weird. I'm like, oh, Instagram live. Are you a little bit nervous? Yes. <laughs> I'm nervous too. Don't be nervous. Look at us. Look at us. We're fine. Look, we're, we're amazing. We've got our fringes going. We're good to go. Yeah, personally, Mel, just like total nonsense here. I think you and I kind of look alike. Okay, I genuinely think the same. <laughs> well, you know, I'm your older sister. Okay. I would have to be your older sister. What age are you? Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm a cool 43. Okay, well, I've got 20 years on you, babe. <laughs> so um, I could be your 20-year-old sister. Well, you know, when oh. I was younger, people often, in fact, Brian once thought I was Laura and yelled out to me in the hub and was like, Laura. And I'm like, I'm, uh, Mel, I'm not Laura. Okay. All right. And now, now just to step by we've got a little bit of static and I think it would be at your end. Oh, okay. So how do we fix that, people? If anyone knows, just tell us on the, on the feed. What about now? Is that better? Yeah, that sounds better. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do, we, do, do a little one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, testing, testing, one, two, three. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Amen. Well, anyway, I'm I, I'm absolutely delighted that we get to talk. And so, you know what? I, I've actually, I've just framed a few questions because, um, you know, as I often say, you are, you are, um, known by many and loved by all. I say that to all the girls, but that's actually true. It's actually Aww. true. You, um, you are loved by all. You're an incredible girl. And um, this week, you, like you often do little um, fun church things for, <laughs> you know, you, you do all the silly stuff that, you know, we're like, Mel will do that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it made me laugh. And then on it, you um, you kind of went, you know, Bobby's uh, Bobby's thing on Thursday, and you know she's never had me on there, but you know maybe <laughs> one day. And so I was actually going to go in a completely different direction today. Um, I'm just making this up as I go, by the way. 
Has anyone Love noticed? It. We're just making these Thursdays up as we go. But um, I thought, you know what? Heck, I'm going to get I'm going to get Mally on because you're actually a great, great person. You're incredible. So um, for those who, um, and you know what, I think there's a lot of girls really excited right now <laughs> because I was chatting to all the campus pastor um, chicks around the country. I had a chat with them and, and I kind of seeded the idea and then I'm like, give me some questions. And like they went nuts. They actually went oh. nuts, Mal. Oh, yeah, like really in a really good way. Has so many questions. I thought, girls, that's going to be a nine-hour nine conversation. That's, that's not going to happen and can't happen. But you are greatly loved by so many people. And so let me just, um, let me just, uh, just give a little bit of insight for people who don't know because there's going to be people who haven't got a clue who you are. Yep. Although I reckon right now some people are going, is that that funny chick that I saw on um, Hello Online, you know, doing mad things at the front of the, front of the day? But anyway, that aside... So, sweetheart, you are married to Phil. You are Mrs. Wade, Mrs. Philip Wade. And Phil is a filmmaker. So we'll talk about that in a moment. He's a filmmaker. So you have three beautiful children with insanely awesome names. You have a son called Finnegan. Yep. Finnegan. And then you have Scarlett and you have Violet, right? Yeah, I did. I wanted <laughs> to have a whole rainbow, rainbow of colors. <laughs> okay. Well, just tell us about their ages for one moment. Okay, so Finn is 11, nearly 12, and okay. Scarlett is 9, going on 21. Yes. And um, my little Violet is 6 and nearly 7. And, yeah, they're okay. very sweet children. Okay, they're so, so they're quite young still. Yeah, yeah, they're still, yeah, yeah, totally. Church life is funny, you know, because I see you every, I mean, I see you in church, I see you around, blah, blah, blah. But oftentimes we don't get to see people's kids, you know, because yeah. they're, they're in kids' church or whatever. And so amazing. Do they look like you or do they look like Philip? Okay. So two of them, I think, look like me. Yeah. And then the youngest one is a spitting image of their father. <laughs> and what about personality-wise? <laughs> okay. My son is super sweet, like adorable, so kind, yeah. precious, beautiful. Boys My, like that. Yeah, hundred percent. My youngest, she's fiery, but she's still really sweet and nice, and you know, caring. My middle child, Scarlett Wade, yeah, is a chip off the old block. <laughs> she's just like me, and she is full of life and a bit the younger one and. Oh. Did you say the younger one is like you? No, the middle one. The middle one. Oh, the one. middle one, Scarlett. Oh, bless her heart. Bless I was just, I was just distracted because somebody on on here on the chat line said that you are um you are our own version of Celeste Barber. Oh, <laughs> which you know that's kind of a compliment. I'm okay, sort of like kind of crazy it. as well. I'll yeah. Go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Celeste Barber. I know she's just become like a an icon. Yeah. Anyway. She's amazing. She's funny. She is funny. She is funny. She's she is like funny. crazy. She's crazy yeah. as well. Yeah. But she she's is. actually very funny. And when she raised all that money for like the fires in Sydney. Yeah. I know it got a little bit complex thereafter, but um, I mean, it just shows the power of platform, doesn't it? Oh yeah. I, I was uh, amazed. She was. Yeah, yeah. She really went out. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about Celeste. No. <laughs> But we Hi. kind of are. Um, but anyway, you've been in church, um, for everyone, you've been in church forever. You grew up um, pretty much um, with the entire youth crew. So, you know, you've, you've hung out with my kids in a really yep. big way. 
you worked at college and I'm um, Hillsong College, obviously. And like I said before, I think personally you are just everybody's favorite. You really are. Everyone's oh, that's favorite. very and kind. I, and I want to just tell you something. I, I mentioned it kind of before, but your girlfriends speak very highly of you. They do. You're a good girl. You're an amazing girl. Okay, a couple of questions. Just got a couple of things. But um, all right, so I ask this every week. So um, any kind of lighthearted silver lining or deep silver lining? What's happening um, in the Wade household at the moment? What's the ISO life like in the Wade household for you guys? Okay, so COVID, when it first happened, I was like, oh, this is not going to, this is going to end in tears. Me at home being a homeschool mum. <laughs> No, but actually, it's been really awesome. Like, the yeah. first week was a little bit like, oh. and But then once I relaxed and went, well, if you can't do that part, if that part of school doesn't work, that's fine. Like, let's just go with the flow. And uh, we've done heaps of bike rides and baking and Lego and, you know, just fun stuff. Like, and just not having, I love any, that. you know, no pressure to go anywhere. Oh, that's yeah. That's amazing. My son has become like a world champion trampoline flip artist. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> so are you feeling like your children are more educated in this season or less educated? Um, look, they're educated in the things of life. I mean, that's they it. Bake? They're really good at baking. Um, you know, Lego, we, we count the bricks for maths. I mean, <laughs> make it work. Honestly, if, if I had, if I had to, um, what's what's the word? What do you call it? Homeschool, um, homeschool my children. Yeah, it would. That would be a very sad day. No, honestly, very very sad day. I think as yeah. soon as you take the pressure off, because I was really like, oh, you can't. You've got to put the things in the Google Slides. As soon as I said, don't worry if we can't make it happen. It, it just yeah. went great. It was great. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> Somebody on the line saying, what is the education? Yeah. No, it's important, yeah. people. But yeah. I did hear someone official on the news say, listen, or maybe it was a, a school principal, one of the schools that went back, and she said they're welcoming the children back, and she just said, do you know what? Don't worry. We're going to catch them up. If they've, if they've yeah. lost ground, we're going to catch yeah. them up. So, And I've said this the other couple of weeks, actually. Um, you know, no one's... Well, I think no one's going to be judging us for how we've done this season. We've just done it, you know, Yeah, yeah. in Jesus' name. Hey, beautiful. Okay, let's talk about your husband for a minute, just for a minute, and then we want to, like, talk about you. But um, you, I said before, you are married to a filmmaker, and, I mean, not everybody can actually say that. You're married to a filmmaker. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about Phil, about what he does, and maybe just some of the works that he's done, because I actually think that would actually be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um... Well, Phil is a film producer, so there's okay. a difference. People always think he's a director, but a producer is very different. A producer is like the boss. They're the one that get the script, get the money, get the actors. Okay. They make it all happen. And so it's a big life, and he right. has a big job. And so he last year he um, put out a film called I Am Mother on Netflix, which went really well. It was great. Yeah, and, um, yeah it did better than what? we anticipated and then he's been working on another um film that actually he started like 10 years ago it's taken forever but um yeah so now wow. he just filmed it in scotland at the end of last year 
and um, it's a romantic comedy and um, there's some pretty funny people in it. Joanna Lumley, I don't know if you know her. Yeah. She's ab fab. Absolutely um, fabulous. Yes, darling, darling. Darling. Oh. Um, so she's in it and, um, yeah, so he, he just, he's very passionate about it and, um, yeah, works pretty hard doing all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it's not as glamorous as people think, I think. <laughs> right. Seem, I mean, there's glamorous moments, but most of the time it's just hard work. Like I would never make a film, ever. Like, oh, worst job ever. <laughs> it is a whole other world, isn't it? It, yeah. it amazes me. When we did the, um, well, when Hillsong United did the Hillsong film, let Hope Rise, or whatever it was yeah. called, you know, and that was a, a secular um, film company wanted to do this. It wasn't us promoting. And um, I just remember at the time, we were all just thrown into the deep, honestly. Yeah. I mean, not only did we have to sort of kind of be content about whom it was, yeah. which was <laughs> yeah. mind-blowing, but, yeah. um, but then we actually found ourselves like in California and um, in Los Angeles and just, you know, like we were actually interviewing, like Brian and me and Joel and, and Bev, we were actually interviewing like directors and, um, and, and the producers, because sometimes there can be a collaboration of strength, yeah. right? And I was like, well, I don't even know what this is. Like, I haven't got a clue. It was, no. it was hysterical. But I mean, it is a whole nother world. And I actually saw that um, I Am Mother, right? It's, yeah. Is that what it was called? I am mother. Yeah, I am mother. Yeah. A little bit. Yes, and it actually, to be honest, I loved it. I don't normally oh, like it with sci-fi kind of stuff, and it's <laughs> not altogether sci-fi, but it's a little bit futuristic or something. But um, I actually loved it, and of course, I'm going to watch it because you guys made it. But um, yeah, yeah it was fantastic. So I, I love that. Um, you know, um, as a creative, because you know, I. He is obviously he is a creative. You have to be a creative to even be in that industry. You have to yeah. have an, an eye and a, de, a desire and a vision. So you know, obviously, he's a creative. I think you're a creative, um, Mel. I think we're actually yeah. all creatives. If Cass Langton was on here, she'd be saying, "No, we're all creatives in one way or another." Yeah. But I think you are because you have a warmth about you. You have, um, you know, you even your ability to. It's part of who you are, but your ability to. Um, draw a room in and um, not not entertain them, but love them and make everyone feel welcome and, and embraced. Like that's actually a gift, a, a creative gift on you. But but what do you love most about your husband in that light? What what do you might love most about being married to a creative? The, the most. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good things. There's a few things that are a bit of a struggle. Uh, yeah. But. <laughs> He's very detailed, my husband, and I think okay. his, his creativity is is so detailed, and I'm not that detailed. Like, even just um, so, so there's a lot of great strength in his detail, and I do like that. So he he's almost a perfectionist in some things, but it does take him a long time to get things done, or you know, like he can make a film and have hundreds of people to work with him and doing stuff for yeah. him, but. If you ask him to make dinner, you're not. It's not as gifting. It's not going to happen. No, <laughs> it's really not going to happen. But he, um, he's a big thinker and a big dreamer. And he's always encouraging me to step out and go for it and have a go. And, you know, he wrote this family motto for us. And one of the things said, we, we always say yes and we always have a go. What have we got to lose? Like that's kind of yeah. his 
that's his creative jam, you know, like what, what have we got to lose? Give it a go. And I'm always like, oh, people are going to think I'm an idiot. He's like, right. give it a go. And I'm like, okay. But that's, but that's a great quality, right? That is yeah. a great quality in people. Yeah. I mean, there's a saying that, that lo love is in the details, you know, yeah. and I actually think love is in the details. It's yeah. the intricacy and, you know, um, yeah, I think, I think that's fan fantastic. And I love that he's that kind of let's have a go spirit because, yeah, he is. you know, by nature, I'm not, I'm not like that. People might not no. believe that of me, but by nature, I'm not. I need to be married to Brian Houston on that level because <laughs> he just has this, like, faith, you know. Yeah. So it's incredible. Um, I was going to say, um, do you ever feel, do you ever feel like he's off having all the fun and you're, like, stuck at home? <laughs> Do you ever Look, feel like that? Because that, that could be Sometimes I do, not always, but sometimes. Like he'll call me and be so excited. He's like at some, you know, swanky dinner and meeting all these amazing people. And he'll call me and I'm like an Audi. And I'm like, the, with yeah. all three of my children. And I'm like, pick up the oranges you just dropped. And he's like, and anyway, and I just saw Robert De Niro and I'm like, Pass me the butter. What? What did you say? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I think, yeah, you know, but it's kind of we just go with the flow, and we're, you know, there's we rejoice in what we can, and just, you know, take it for yeah. what it is. I, I kind of, I'm, um, he, he loves to walk a red carpet and meet lots of people and do all that kind of stuff, and I'm not the biggest fan of doing that stuff. I don't. <laughs> Like, I've got nothing to wear. I can't go. Sorry. You're oh, right. that's true. <laughs> Too much pressure for us, Aussies. Too much pressure. Too I'm much like, pressure. Oh, no. um, oh, I forget what I was going to say. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that that question could be asked of a lot of people who, you know, in life and marriage. I know I'm not talking to only married couples here. We've got lots of great girls. And, you know, you are just carving life on your own. You just really are. You're incredible. But we can look at others and we can think, wow, that's such... It's so glamorous and I'm here in this season. But, you know, I learned that lesson, Mally. For me personally, I learned that lesson a lot of years ago, you know, yeah. when the kids were young and we had zero, literally nothing, and Brian would be out ministering and it would seem glamorous. He'd be at, like, conferences and yeah. <laughs> or be at the state conferences or youth conferences or whatever. But yeah. it would seem like, oh, she's having the fun and that. And I remember feeling like that. And, uh, you know, I, I think those are things that you need to, you need to grow past those. If you're, if I'm, we're talking to any girls today and you're feeling a little bit like, 100%. wow, it's a season that I'm ever going to change. I mean, it will, but like learn to yeah. match the season that you're in. Yeah. And um, I, I know that I've taught and written to that on, you know, for so many years mm. across the years, but anyway, all of that. Hey, okay. Talking about swanky dinners. Um, you did kind of half tell me a little bit about <laughs> a, um, tampon story <laughs> share it with I, the girls oh, okay <laughs> we need a good tampon story oh, this morning we've God. never done that this is embarrassing but i'm i'm happy to share so we went to scotland last year and phil was making this film and he said to me i need you to come out with me with joanna lumley and i was like oh babe he's like please don't wear like a band t-shirt jeans i was like okay I'll put on like a proper top <laughs> and lipstick. 
And oh. anyway, we go out for dinner to this like poshest restaurant. I think it's the poshest restaurant I've been to. And I, I was so good. I was so proud of myself all night. I was awesome. I didn't say anything inappropriate. I made her laugh. She laughed at me. I laughed at her. Like it was genius. All good. Then the end of the night, we stand up to say goodbye. See you later. Thanks for coming. As I stood up, my handbag flew open and landed right across the floor. And obviously, any good woman has some tampons in their bag. And not did, okay, I didn't have those little petite ones that are little. I had Tampax tampons that have the applicator. <laughs> those big, tiny, long ones that are orange. Okay? And they rolled out across the floor and this hotel um this restaurant and of course we're with joanna lumley so people are looking at her anyway because she's a bit famous and <laughs> and she i was so embarrassed and she was like she got down on the floor and started helping me pick up my stuff from my bag and then just handed me this big giant orange Tampax tampon with the applicator and said, I think this is yours as well. And I was like, Oh, I was so embarrassed. But it was fine. Well, we and love my him. And was like, Oh, that was fine, babe. You, um, well, now you have a memory with her. Uh, I do. You will, you, know you will, you'll always laugh about that. I will. And she was, I, I kind of made a joke and I was like, wow, this isn't awkward, is it? And she was so funny. <laughs> she was like, oh, darling, don't worry. It's fine. Like just really ad fabish. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and breathe. Um, well, I think, Melly, I think, I think the, the mark of true friendship true sisterhood is how quickly the sisters scramble to pick up flying tampons across the floor when an accident like that happens i mean that is the mark of true sisterhood i mean if you if you're not if you just like turn and go and walk away and then that's not sisterhood right no, and, um, no. and, and, and and even more so when the boys help you know when the boys are oh. like oh let me help and then they're like yeah no oh my gosh okay oh, no. all right it was pretty enough funny. frivolity all right, okay. sweetheart, your background, your background, your background. You um, you are a Kiwi girl. Got to love yep. Kiwi girls. I'm a Kiwi girl. Yay. I think there's always a little bit of little bit of um wacky in the Kiwi girls. Brooke, <laughs> Brooke Ledgerwood, Brooke Fraser is a Kiwi girl. But like, yep. why don't you just tell the girls, um, you know, what brought you originally to Australia, to Oz, and what might surprise people about your background? Um. Okay. So, um, I. My mum and dad had me when I was, they were, my dad was 15 and my mum was 16. Wow. And so when I was born, my dad was in a school uniform and uh, they thought that he was waiting, waiting for his mum. But no, he was like, oh no, I'm just going for my girlfriend. Uh, and um, so obviously along with being born into with really young parents um you know a lot of things come along with that and I grew up in um like the housing commission of Christchurch the ghetto I like to call it right. and um you know solo mum my mum um, didn't stay with my dad and we, we were right. solo I was an only child until I was about 14 and then when I was at I started high school and my mum got pregnant and I was like oh so embarrassing <laughs> and um but when I was younger when I when I was probably about four or five my mum became a Christian and 
and okay. midlife really changed for us. But um, so by the time I had finished high school, I really wanted to come to Bible college. And I was at a, um, a youth camp and a guy called John King was preaching at the youth camp. Oh, yeah. And, um, he, yeah. And he said to me, you should go to Bible college. And I was like, oh, yeah, where would I go? And he said, oh, try Hillsong. And so then I, you know, <laughs> looked it up. Try Hillsong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, okay. And um, my mum wouldn't let me go straight after school. She said, no, don't get a job, get some money. So I did that. And then uh, when I was 19, I left home and left country all on the same day and came to Bible college. So that was a good 24 years ago when college was in the hub on Old Northern Road. And, right. um, yeah, and um, back in the old days, we were in the, um, what was it, the Hill Centre and, yeah. Yeah. And, so that, yeah. and so that's when I first came to Australia and I loved it. I had the best time of my life. It it changed everything for me. So yeah, that was my why I got here. <clears throat> yeah, because you know, I mean people look at you and they see bubbly, um, you know, vivacious male and everything like that. But the truth is that you you know, we all have a part of our life that 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 I mean is challenging. I mean that would have been so challenging for your parents to be that young and have have a yeah. child to look after for your mum to be a single mum. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you were saying that, you know, you were really brought up in a bit of a negative background. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. Yeah. Sometimes in life there's a lot of things that we have to unlearn in the process yeah. of becoming who God wants us to become. And yeah. I just and I personally I love that your mum was invited to church. I love yeah. that that's how it happened. And again, yeah. you know, we sit here you know, um, you know, having sisterhood this morning in this context and, you know, just the power of friendship, the power of, you know, we often say if, you're, if you've got children, you're down at that school gate or if you frequent a cafe, you, you frequent the neighbourhood, how important connection is because people are sitting there in need. Yeah. They need that yeah. beautiful um, lifeline thrown yeah. to them. And yeah. I love that. I mean, do you ever sometimes think, gosh, I'd love to go back and meet the person who was instrumental in getting your mum oh, yeah. to come to church oh, and come to the yeah. kingdom of God. I mean, I, I, I guess I, that's what um, eternity's for. Right. And, and I think her, she was 19. So I was just, you know, three, four years old. And yeah. she, it was a revival kind of meeting back then in the, you know, late 70s, yeah. early 80s. And she just went and she took her sister, her younger sister with her, and they <laughs> got radically saved. Like radically saved and then yeah, wow. and then it was like I feel like that moment broke that generational curse you know of of um just what could have been you know what I know that people around yeah. us that I grew up with just carried on the same situation they were pregnant young they had you know problem relationships but I think my mom was pretty staunch and she she went to church and she just, she stayed. And people were very gracious to her being a solo mum. And, you know, you took, I love at Christmas time, you know how we give out the baskets or the, the things to people with the food. I was one of those people. I, every Christmas, they used to put a, a, a washing basket full of presents and biscuits. And I was always like, oh, church is mean. I love <laughs> and, that. You know, I, love was, that. I was that kid that just, and it, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, 
I'm so grateful that God intervened and, you know, broke it all and it all changed from that moment, all changed. It was a journey and it's still a journey, but it all changed. You know, I, um, I, I've been hearing stories from some of the girls here up, up in our local area, you know, the school girls and that, and they've been, um, our, our sisterhood girls, they've been watching on right now, and they've been building friendships with um, just school mums and what have you for such a long time. And because of this, you know, this COVID season and how church has changed, it's become a really easy invitation for them to actually invite people. And yeah. so many, I'm hearing stories of so many girls who actually, um, you know, they're, the mums are like, yeah, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook in. I'm going to have a listen. Yeah, so totally. it's fantastic. Do you feel that that kind of background, um, Mel, and some of the things that you've been involved in now in church life and ministry, do you feel like your background created um, a felt compassion for others? I mean, it would have to, right? Oh, 100%. A felt, a felt compassion. 100%. And I think um, I was always shown a lot of grace. My mum was shown a lot of grace. And yeah, I right. feel like... Grace is something that I have always, it, I feel like it just came out of me naturally. So, I mean, we just don't know what people are going through. People that are watching now would have never guessed that I grew up in housing commission and everything that came along with that and what, um, you know, the devastation and the hurt and solo mom and just chaos. Yeah, but, yeah. You just don't know. You don't know what people are going through. And so I feel yeah. like I've always had that empathy or that heart to say, hey, how are you going? What's, you know, what's yeah. happening? And ask just a question. Ask a question and be open yeah. and, and not condemning. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. you know, just so, yeah, I think, you know, seeing my mum get offered a lot of grace. And my mum was always, I mean, she wasn't that graceful to me, let's be honest. Bless her heart. <laughs> Uh, yeah. She did like the wooden spoon, but yeah. <laughs> but she often, like I remember her inviting neighbours in and people around and and right. she was always giving and always, you know, if someone called in, she would be like, oh, here, take the biscuits. You know, we would sell our pots and pans <laughs> to the local secondhand shop because we had no money. And then when the, when the, the benefit came, she'd go back and buy them back. And, but you know, she would yeah, never, wow. she'd never turn anyone away because we didn't have stuff. She would always give and always have food or yeah. just, even if it meant we went without. And that's yeah. kind of, I think, you know, it gets installed into you. You know, I'm, I'm just going wherever I'm going here, but yes. I was watching yes. something on TV the other night. It was on SBS guys. And it's um where <clears throat> they take like five quite wealthy, prominent, um, you know, affluent uh, personalities and then they get them to go um, rough on the streets in Melbourne homeless right. join the homeless community for like 10 days so I only saw the one episode some of you might have seen it but um, mm. so so interesting and there was this one point where this um, he's like um, he would be in his third th mid-30s I, I would imagine um, he's a businessman he's 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 successful and, and here he is on the street and they've got no money and they've got to almost either beg for food or bu um, busk for food, you know, um, busking or whatever, but you yeah. know, they've got nothing. And, yeah. um, you know, he goes begging, um, he goes into some of the takeaway places and he's like, have you got any food? And, um, they're like, no, no, it's still for sale. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, they haven't, this is all so, such a new experience for them yet. So many thousands find themselves, in these conditions in life yeah. and at one point this beautiful um 
person in a takeaway shop just looks at him and she really should be selling the food but she goes you know what here and she gives him a wrap you know like a salad wrap yeah and this guy just sits down and I have no idea where the cameras are that they are actually filming this I, I can't imagine how they're doing it but um he is so moved He's so moved and like tearful and I, I want to get tearful now because mm. he just um, was recipient for the first time in his life of kindness at that level. Yeah. And he said, I just never knew. I just never knew mm. what it was like. And he said, I'd walk past homeless people. I'd walk pe past people doing it tough um, mm. in whatever scenario and just not be aware. And I just yeah. think like it moves, moved me so much. I can't I get it out of my mind. But I just think, um, you know, we're living in such a season of, um, you know, blessing, but also there's so much need out there. And I, I just love that. You know, you've always had a heart for young people. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, Tell us about your heart for young people, hey, in camps, oh, maybe some of the camps. Because yeah. you're, always, you're always there with all the crew. I know. I feel like I just, I love young people because I love their, their almost their confusion and their authenticity and their hunger to know what, you know, they're growing and they're learning and their brain is multiple yeah. and they're, and so I've always, I always, I guess I wanted to see people and young people, just young people, any people, but succeed. And I love to, um, I guess say like, you know, like just give them the hope that they can make it and that they can yeah. get out of their situation or they, they can be yeah. what they can be. And I love that. And I love seeing people succeed and go and, you know, have a go. And I don't know. I just, uh, and, you know, lots of kids don't have, have people around that will believe in them regardless, you know, yeah. regardless of how they feel or their sexuality or what they've been through or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's, that's always been in my heart to just, just yeah. love them and be like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all good. Let's do this, you know. I love that. And I love that part of you. I love that you're just so willing and, you know, you just you put your hand up and you just go wherever it's needed and you're incredible. Okay, I'm going to just change tact here a little bit because, yep. like, how can it possibly be 1041? Oh, like, how can it really? possible? And I didn't, I didn't prattle on for too long at the front. I mean, I don't know what conspiracy against us time wise but um but um i've said this before like you're you know everyone sees joyful playful you know um gorgeous crazy male but again you've also had um apart from the challenges that you've just given expression to you actually faced some challenge postpartum with your babies and people may not know that and why don't you just tell us a tiny bit whatever you're comfortable with and just how you yeah. got yourself through that season because that's actually real real yeah. for many um so I guess prior to having my first son, you know, I was working at college. I had just, I'd worked at HDYS and managed that. And then, and it was just loving life doing, you know, just happy and nothing too phased, just doing it. And then I was so excited. I had this baby. belly and then um I just I felt like the bottom of my world just dropped out and I went from being happy and just loving life and doing everything to I didn't want to go out of the house because I yeah. cried so much 
I cried everywhere I went. I would go to the butcher and say, can I have some sausages, please? I, I just couldn't stop crying and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And um, for a long eight months, I battled yeah. and battled. I tried everything to try and be happier and get better. And um, I think it came to a head when I remember lying on the floor with the doona over me and crying and saying to my husband, please don't go to work. Please don't don't go to work, don't leave me at home with the baby. I don't know how to, what to do. And um, we ended up ringing um, Amanda Ferguson, actually, the archangel herself. Yeah. And she was so beautiful. <laughs> she invited me over and she had a big talk to me and she gave me lots of great advice. But one thing she said is, I think you need to go to the doctor. And, um, right. and, and there was a lot of stigma around that for me. And I felt embarrassed and I felt right. like I am this happy person. And now look at me, I don't even want to go outside and see anyone. And, um, but yeah, I did. I ended up going to the doctor and getting some help and working out that I had postnatal depression and right. it took a long time. And then I got it again after my second child and I was yeah. devastated. I was devastated. And, um, but I what devastated help. that you fell in, fell into that place again? Or, or yeah, just... I, I thought I was fine. I right. thought I would be okay. And I thought I went to New Zealand to have my baby there, to have Scarlett there, because I thought if I was around with my family and have support, maybe that's what I needed. But no, it wasn't. It was some kind of chemical reaction in my brain and stuff that happened, and I just fell out again. And But... Um, you know, through it all, I, I got help and, um, you know, there were some pretty dark moments and dark days and people never knew and I was pretty embarrassed and I, there was a stigma and I faked a lot of it. I was like, hi, I'm fine. Yeah. Kill me now. Like, but then by the time I had my third baby, I knew exactly the, uh, the triggers, the things that would happen okay. and I got through it and, you know, along with the sisterhood, my friends, my beautiful little sister, Gemma, you know, my friends who live abroad, um, just, you know, and I had to be honest. And that was really difficult for me, for someone who is, is someone that helps. I like to help people. I needed help. And that, yeah. that was really humbling and you know, there was a book that I read called um, Anonymous. I don't know if you've heard of it by yes. Alicia Brett Cole. And it was talks yeah. about Jesus' hidden years and also about your hidden years. And I felt like it was a time of my hidden years where God was preparing me and molding me and changing me and, um, you know, it's so good to come out the other side, you know, and I've come out the other side. And even though it's difficult and lots of people probably wouldn't even know, um, mm -hmm. I did it. And I'm here to testify that you too can get out the other side of, you know, this tough stuff that many women go through and many women don't speak about. Yeah. It. yeah. You know? Well, I think that's the key, isn't it? It's like, it's like anything in life. There's awareness, just even yeah. knowing that you, there's a reason for the the way you might be feeling, whether it's literally, you know, postnatal depression or whether it's another thing, there's, there's actually a reason for that. Yeah. And then to have awareness um, and to be in an environment where um, awareness is offered, you know, and I think that's one thing that we really, 
we really are endeavoring with sisterhood um, yeah. is to create pathways where people can um, not feel alone and yeah. not feel abnormal in whatever reality they're feeling and that there's actually yeah. people alongside who can help. I think yeah. that's so critical. Just before I forget, because, you know, I tend to forget these things, but, you know, if you are listening on and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is me, um, this, as of last night, well, this morning, Catherine Thambaratnam um, has just written a, a really short blog and um, we talked to Dr. Beck Lounger as well because I just thought, like, what, what three things would you say back to someone who's feeling like this? And pretty much, you know, the three things were, I mean, obviously any kind of um, oppression or depression or whatever, you know, you've got to, first of all, be aware. You've got to then begin to take care of yourself, which yeah. sounds easy, but she's actually outlined a few things. And then obviously not be afraid to connect with others, not be afraid to isolate because yeah. Bible says, doesn't it? He who isolates rages against all wise judgment. Yeah. We're in a forced isolation now, the world, but we're not isolated. You yeah. know, I think the world in some ways been a little bit more connected than it's yeah. ever been yeah. in this crazy isolation. So it's not wisdom to do that. And then the third thing is not to be afraid to seek help. And um, there's no shame in that. And so, you know, again, can't do it here. But honestly, if someone is listening in and yeah. you know someone, then then allow the Holy Spirit to, to move you and um, yeah. put your hand up or... Um, Put your hand up for someone else, amen, because yeah. uh, I think that is actually a sign of the times right now and yeah. coming out of, um, I don't know, I've gone serious, but coming out of this COVID season, we're going to start to see the aftermath yeah. for some people, and so yeah. we don't want that. Um, you're incredible. You're so pastoral. Um, I'm just going to jump to the very back end because we, we really should stop. Oh, my gosh, it's 48, 10, Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's... To be honest, no one's complaining. They're like, no, Bob, we love it, you know. It's all good. But um, if you just, I'm just going to end with this and, I'm, and then we're going to pray. Um, but, it, you know, if, if someone t today feels like they're, um, they feel like they're suffocating in the season, mm -hmm. suffocating, um, yeah. can't find breath, mm -hmm. um, what would you say to them, Mally? I know you've got a story that you could possibly tell, but what would you say to them? What do, what do you feel? Yeah. Um, do you want me to tell the story? Well, you can. If okay. you want to, but I mean, if it's because it's pretty amazing, but. No, I will. But it, I, I mean, I there was, no, there's, a God, there's a God thing in that story. There is. Yeah. There is. Um, so I've just been married for six months, maybe. Yeah six months and I was at wildlife camp and um, I was yeah. in charge of operations for that camp. And um, we had lost a kid and it was like, everyone was in the tent for the meeting and there was a kid missing. And of course you're like, Oh, where are they? But you did find a kid, right? You oh, did found find the kid. A kid. You know Good. where the kid okay. was? The kid was in the tent all this time. We didn't know. Okay. Just top of the, yeah. So it was fine. <laughs> Anyway, we um, there's a little river nearby, and we jumped in the boat, in the speedboat, and thought maybe they've gone down the river for a walk. We'll go have a look. And um, Jason Strong, one of our leaders, was on the back water skiing and, you know, looking out as well. And um, long story short, we hit a sandbar, and um, the boat flipped upside down. So me and the driver are underneath the boat. Now, it's pretty shallow. And the boat is starting to sink and I'm underneath and I can't breathe. And my life is flashing before me. And I was like, I've only just got married. Like, 
it's funny the things that go into your mind but yeah um it was the scariest moment probably of my life and I was under this boat and I couldn't breathe and I'm searching for air it's pitch black and I remember putting my hands up around and I don't know you know in the bottom of a boat when um they yeah. have um the little cabins that they put like life jackets or whatever in yeah. somehow that had flipped open and I was able to put my head up and and just gasp for breath and I screamed wow. out so that they knew that I was alive and um um, the driver, it seemed like forever, somehow came up next to me and said, don't worry, I'm, I'm going to find us a way out of here. And I just thought, oh, this is... And then as he went away from me, he went down to try and find a way out. I could feel the boat sinking into the sand. Wow. So my my water level is, you know, getting higher. And I'm, I mean... It's real. It was really intense. It was full on. And so then um, the driver come back and said, just follow me. And I was like, I don't know. I've got nothing to lose. What am I going to do? I like, I'm either just going to die here or I just follow. I don't even know this guy that well. I'll just follow him. And it's pitch black. And I just kind of follow, hold onto his leg and kind of follow him. And then finally there was light and we kind of went under the boat and came up. And it was it was a really full on thing. Jason Strong was crying. He thought I was dead. Yeah. It was just, and I think yeah. the metaphor for the life yeah. that oh sometimes we feel absolutely like we are underwater and we are gasping for breath and the boat is pushing down on us. But I have to say that there is always a way out. And it makes me emotional thinking about it because I'm like, there is a way out. And if I can find a way out, you can find a way out. And right. I, we have to change our view and understand that God is not angry with us. He loves us. It doesn't matter if you haven't read your Bible for two weeks or you haven't prayed. He loves you and he will find a way out for you. And if you just, there's a song, you know, the song that was... Um, it's called Still. Um, we, yeah. Talali sung it the other day. And yeah. um, I wrote yeah. the words down so I wouldn't forget, but it's find rest my soul in Christ alone. And I remember listening to that song and listening to that song. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still and know that you are God. And if anything, for anyone out there who has been through postnatal depression or had a crazy upbringing or, you know, been in an accident or had people, you know, abuse them or whatever has gone on, yeah. trust me, God is king over your flood. He's yeah. king. He is king over your flood. And if you just be still and know that he is God, you'll get out. You'll come out. The light is there. You just can't always see You'll it. You'll come out. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that is very, very powerful, Nelly. Thank you for sharing that. And honestly, I do believe that that story and that moment, that metaphor, that story is going to sit with people because, you know, as, and I'm not to make it corny, but in the darkness there is one who comes yeah. into that, that suffocating place and That's he says, right. follow me, That's follow right. me out. And yeah. you've got to go through the darkness, and I can't even imagine that, but you have to put your faith in that because, faith, because fear would have kept you in the pocket of safety and frozen you, I'm, yet faith, faith goes, no, I have to follow, you know, and that quest for life as well. And so I think that's a really powerful way to, um, 
to finish today. Yeah. Thank you for like chatting with me. That's just okay. Stay, just My stay twin. with me for one. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> it's because um, we've got Polynesian fathers. Yes, it's our Tongan parents, isn't it? it? Is. <laughs> what can we say? The same with Brookie, you know, her father's, she's got Marion. You got Marion, you? No, my dad's Samoan, Brooke's dad's Fijian, and your dad's Tongan? Yeah. Look at us. Like, we could be cousins. <laughs> I think we we're cousins. Are. We probably we could, are. Yeah. All right, baby girl, love you. You go out and I'll just pray for the girls. And um, okay. thank you for that. No worries. See you soon, baby girl. Bye. Bye. Oh, I love it. She's How good was that? Oh, I hope you were blessed by that. She's such a great girl. And um, there were so many other things that I could have actually chatted with her about. Just a big, beautiful pastoral heart. And we're just so blessed to have so many great, great girls in, in the mix and that. So I'm believing that you're going to have a great week. If I could give you any scripture, it would be... Um, it would be Galatians 6 verse 9, where literally, I've got it here on my Amplified. Just let me read it to you. And it says, and let us not, and let us not grow, oh gosh, praise the Lord. And let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. And I, again, I just think there's so many powerful things happening in the season, girls, and um you know what? You're doing really well. So I hope you enjoyed that. It was a little bit different today, um, but fantastic. And um, stay close to one another, and we will see you next week, hey? So in Jesus' name, Father, bless every person, every home and every household. Father God, may your spirit be upon them in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray that this week, what remains of this week, will actually be full of surprises. Open the way for conversations Open the way for your miraculous working power in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I love you girls. Have the best day. Say goodbye to each other. Nice to see you, Carla Keating. Beautiful. All right, see you, baby girls. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.